Hello and welcome to episode six of the Teaser Sports Podcast. I'm here with BD Betts this week. Uh, there's no Nordzy P once again. He he's in Winnipeg uh, for uh, work related things right now. So uh, me and me and BD are leading the way. And uh, yeah, we're gonna go over the recaps. It was uh, it was a really good week last week, which was which was nice. Yep, Nordzy missed out on one of the best weeks in Teaser Sports Podcast history. <laughs> yeah, for me and for me and you, anyways. I think uh, I think. I don't yeah I'm not sure what his record was but me and you did really well which was which was fun yeah it was definitely a nice change of events I think I talked about it last week we had a couple profitable weeks but we just didn't have the really big week and it finally came yeah so uh what uh what's your recap here how'd, how'd you end up doing so the pod picks last week went four and oh for plus four units it was nice sweep cash both uh, Pierce and Sutton's over on Thursday night football and we also had the Chargers Browns over on Sunday night and out Las Vegas KC on the Monday nighter over as well. <laughs> I see you over there with the sound. I'm waiting for you to click the button. I still don't have them memorized. I was hoping that was the cash one. I was waiting that'll, for it. That'll work. Little drum beat. Little yeah. drum beat. That's good enough. But yeah, it was a really solid week and going to try to keep the undefeated streak rolling here. Yep. 4 0. Let's go, BD. Um, my week, I, I went three and zero. I did guarantee a sweep. You did. So that was impressive. I forgot <laughs> was, about that. It was much needed. Uh, I did guarantee the sweep, and it did happen. Like I said, it was much needed. I haven't uh, haven't really been pulling my weight around here lately, but uh, it was really good to get that three and zero sweep plus seven units. Um, I had the Colts Broncos under on Thursday, which was a no sweater. That was that was the easiest probably the ugliest made. game I've ever watched. Oh, terrible, <laughs> terrible game. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Uh, I had the Titans first half, so that was a numbers pick, and the numbers the numbers worked. Uh, numbers it, it ended don't up lie. being a sweat. Yeah, the numbers don't lie. It ended up being a sweat, but uh, they did pull it off, winning that first half. Uh, and then my biggest play of the week was Cowboys plus four and a half, three units, um, and they won outright. So I, I didn't quite have the uh, the nuts to put any on the money line, but uh, the four and a half came through pretty easily. It was a relatively no sweat game. They were winning the whole time. It was close, but yeah, they controlled that game just right off the hop. Defensive score and never looked back. Yeah, they controlled it and they look good, man. Um, and our team teaser also hit. So you can add another tally beside our names there. Uh, Casey Las Vegas was my little teaser parlay piece uh, over 43 and Norton had Seattle plus 10 and a half. They covered and, uh, you had San Fran Moneyline, which was a really good piece, too. They won by, like, 22 points or something. Yeah, this week's going to be tough to top. I don't know. It's it's going to be tough hard. to follow this up. I mean, you can't expect to sweep every week, but, you know, we're just looking to make good profit every week, and I I like the slate this week. I don't know about you. I think uh, I think it's setting up for another good week. So Is there another guaranteed sweep? <laughs> um, I'm not going to go as, as far <laughs> to guarantee another sweep. But I honestly, I do see potential for a sweep, but I don't, I don't want to guarantee another sweep in a row. That'd be getting a little bit carried away. I needed one last week. Yeah, you don't want to burn um, those. You got, you can't waste the guarantees. No, I needed one last week for the people and came through. Uh, we're working our way back up the mountain now. So, um, but yeah, I mean, if you want to talk about some of the games last week, uh, the Monday nighter was interesting with Casey and. Could start with the Thursday nighter if you want to start off slow. Yeah, we could, we could definitely start there. I don't, I don't really want to relive that moment, but. Uh, it, I don't know. That was like, yeah, that was a dirty game. You had the under and it was legitimately never in doubt. Like Oh, the under was the first couple free. drives. It was clear that this was going to be an ugly game of football. Like yeah, yeah, I had the I had the under in the pod picks. Uh I ended up tweeting out uh on the side. I I tweeted out Denver minus two and a half. 
and I also had some more money elsewhere in game. I had a parlay and whatever, and it just ended up being a terrible night for me. Uh, although the under <laughs> did cash, it was like an eighteen unit swing when Russell Wilson decided to be a goof for the last like four t- four uh, uh, last quarter of that game. Cost me so much money, it made me sick. Russell Wilson is. Like he's a joke. How about ending his pod or not his podcast? His press conference after the game with Broncos country. Let's ride. He's so cringe. He's the cringiest guy alive. Not even athlete, just anybody. I don't. It's it it bugs me. I struggle to think of him as a real human. Like he's like a robot that I I don't even know. He does not seem like a real human to me. I don't know. He just no. I get what you're saying. The most meme worthy person I've ever seen. (laughs) It's terrible, man. He's so. It's like, you know, I'm not ripping like religious uh, or anything, but like he's so like by the book and like, I feel like he's just, um, I don't know. You can just, he has the same answer to every yeah, question, it's, no it's, matter he's what so boring the scenario and, is. And he's so like cliche. It's like, bro, like say something real here. Like this is just, <laughs> yeah. Terrible. You never know what he's actually thinking or maybe yeah. that is what he's actually no, thinking, he's, I guess. But yeah, maybe that's just the way he is, guy. I guess. Um, Yes, that was a terrible game. Under was a lock, though. Uh, did you have any pregame bets for that one? I don't remember. I had the player props that Pierce oh, yeah. and Sutton yeah, you over, had the Sutton, but yeah. nothing that was the spread in... or total. Uh, I mean, the Packers lost to uh, the Giants in London as well. I didn't see much of that game, but like, I watched what most really happened? Um, Green Bay was dominant in the first half. Yeah. Uh, in the first half, Green Bay won twenty to ten, and then they didn't score. The only point they scored in the second half was a safety. At the uh, end of the game. The intentional safety. The intentional which... safety that actually did cost me money too. That was a bad beat. I had I had the under forty seven and a half, and it was twenty seven twenty, and they were just punting the ball away, and they would have thrown a hail mary. Take your chances, obviously, and they take an intentional safety with. Like five seconds left. Intentional. The worst part is worst you kind of saw under. it coming. Like you oh, yeah, the, in our group chat, you're like, are they going to take an intentional safety here? And I thought about well, it. Well, I heard like, the announcer oh. say it and I was like, you know what? People have been doing that. It was just the it, weird situation. And it makes but sense. But it bothered but me like, because when they got the ball, uh, when they got the ball back from Green Bay on turnover on downs at the end of the game, they took knees instead of giving it to Saquon and trying to get a first down. And like burning, like, yeah. They I guess they, they, they took knees knowing they were gonna actually running a play. Yeah, and they took knees knowing they were going to have to give it back to Rogers. Which, if you have Saquon Barkley, I mean, seriously, you're gonna intentionally lose like six, <laughs> five, six yards instead of potentially gaining ten yards, getting a first down and ending the game with Saquon Barkley. I didn't like that. It ended up working out for them, and you know, it sucked for my under, but. That was that was a questionable decision. They might be the worst four and one team of all time. Like, yeah, I don't know. Brian Dable. I like their coach though. Yeah, he like, is he, impressed a lot. Like, and like I yeah. don't know, from his reactions, like post game and stuff, he seems like a really likable guy. I can kind of see why he's got the guys rallying around him. Yeah, no, I mean, other than the intentional safety, uh, I like the decision. <laughs> yeah, he stirred you there, but <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, do you want to touch on the uh, roughing the passers this week? Oh my god, it kind of started last week. Was it last week? No, it was this week as well. The Tom Brady one, and then well, last was Tom, night. Yeah, it was Tom, and then Grady I mean, there's, Jarrett there's with been the sack a, on. There's Brady. been some bad ones, but this week it was like there was two, there were two that were just terrible. Yeah, like the Grady Jarrett on Brady. I was watching that live actually. I think um, the, the KC one was worse, but like at the KC it, one just, was worse because it was like he had the ball. Yeah, he, <laughs> he stripped him. He had the ball and then landed on him. It was the, I saw some tweet. It was, he's the first. 
He's the first guy to ever get flagged for roughing the passer while holding the ball. Yeah, when in possession of the ball. Yeah. And both of them just happened to be at, like, the worst possible time for, like, a blown call. Like, the Falcons were about to get the yeah, ball back the, to The Falcons a had a legitimate to chance game. to win the game. That would have been a huge upset. They would have been first in their division, believe it or not, would have had a better record than the Bucks. And then KC's about to turn. They had a turnover and were about to probably score. Oh, that was that was going to be huge for the momentum in that game. That game could have ended up way different if they'd still ended up getting that W. But yeah, that that changed the whole complexion of the game. That that was massive for for the for Vegas getting that call. I mean, I kind of respected the KC crowd. Like they were relentless. With oh the yeah, booth. KC's like, got good fans, man. It gets loud in there. It's, they, that's they, a loud stadium. They they came over the second half and they were still booing. Like anytime <laughs> Mahomes would get touched, they'd scream <laughs> oh at the top of their God. lungs. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty funny. But I'm glad KC ended up winning. But it, yeah, it could have been a much different game. Yeah, I mean, we we should. I feel like uh, we should probably mention the Cowboys just because. They they're a wagon. Yeah, they lost Dak and they have not missed a beat. Like Zeke hasn't really been that impressive, but no, they he's just like keep doing finding enough. ways to win. It's really their defense that's doing oh, most man. of the carrying most of the load. Micah Parsons is he he won NFC Defensive Player of the Week and he basically only played third down and he wasn't even healthy. Like the guy is a freak. Every time it's ridiculous. Like I don't know. I kind of find he doesn't get double teamed nearly as much as he should, but like even when he does, it no one can stop him. And he's a wrecking ball, man. He's faster know. than you. He's quicker than you. He's stronger than you. He's smarter than that, you. Like, I was just gonna touch on that. Like he, if someone tries to escape out of the pocket, you're not going anywhere. No. like he's coming from you across the he, other side of the line, yeah. and he is chasing you down. Like, yeah, he's a train. Uh, like uh, he, when people compare him to uh, Lawrence Taylor. Like he he honestly is in that conversation. Yeah, he's, uh, he's got to do it started. for a lot. Yeah, he's got to do it for a long time to be as good as LT. But he is playing at the level like that greatest of all time level. It's ridiculous. Like it's he insane. is a Him game wrecker. And Nick Bosa right now are like a step above when it comes to yeah. pass rushers. And I would even say Parsons is just like a little bit yeah. ahead. Nick Bosa and Nick, and that's not taking anything away from Bosa. Yeah, he's Bosa kind of struggles to stay healthy, to be honest. But. Yeah, he, he does. Both the Bosa boys do, but. I mean, like I said, M- Micah, he's got a little injury right now, and he still just dominated the game. They didn't even want him to play on first and second to risk injury. He still wins the <laughs> NFC Defensive Player of the Week. He's playing one down. <laughs> yeah, like, he's, okay, you, you must I, be pretty good. I don't even think he was a top 10 pick either. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, I, don't I don't know, know what he was. It I was, think he was like 12 off the top of my head. Was he that but low? Yeah. I thought he, uh, for some reason, I thought he was like 7 or 8. But, yeah, no, that's – yeah, he was not – it definitely was nowhere near number one. So that was a big miss on a lot of those teams. I bet they're biting themselves on that. Yeah, I but. bet you the Falcons were part of that. They're always near the top of the draft. <laughs> I don't think they've had a pass rush for the last, like, four years. So, <laughs> yeah, wouldn't have helped. Well, Grady Jarrett was uh, doing good until. <laughs> He's about their only guy. <laughs> uh, Bengals-Ravens Sunday night or two. We could touch on that. That was a good game. wasn't as high scoring as I expected. I kind of. I didn't have this one on the pod, but I took T. Higgins to score a touchdown. I think he played like 15% of the snaps. Like, Yeah, when did he get hurt? It was like... I don't even think he got hurt in the game. He was like kind of not banged up coming into the oh, game. Okay. And he like ran a route, he said, and it just didn't feel good. So and so he's just, like, yeah. I don't want to risk it. Don't want to miss yeah, like no multiple point. weeks. And just shut himself down, really, which sucked. But yeah, it is right what it is. Do, but it sucks. Yeah, it sucks for the bet. Um yeah, I mean, what did you think of uh, the Ravens at the end there? Um, 
settling for the field goal to go off six instead of going for it on fourth and one, which they like always do. I was really surprised. Like they obviously have a lot of faith in their kicker Tucker, but I don't know. It's um, well, what, Harbaugh, what uh, he seems like he's always a numbers guy. So I don't really know what the numbers suggested them to say. I assume it was probably a go for it spot, but especially with uh, Lamar, I mean, yeah, they go one. for those. I would say ninety percent of the time. I was really surprised. I don't know, but it ended up working out for them. But it was not really because of that play call. I guess. Well, I mean, I guess maybe the week before when they played Buffalo and went for it and didn't kick the field goal, and that had to have played a part in that. I would say it probably did. And yeah. like, I still think they made the right call in Buffalo because you go up by a field goal uh, against Josh Allen and the Bills with like two minutes left. They're pretty well guaranteed a field goal and probably marching with four down like Harbaugh touched on it post game like you're getting it's four down football and you want your defense to make a stop on like one of the best offenses in the league it's yeah. oh, probably four down not football. gonna happen you're it's putting unlikely. them in a terrible spot and their defense hasn't been good this year so and so like it's not even not having faith in your defense it's having faith in your offense to put your defense in a better spot yeah like i don't know you're kind of setting up your defense for, the, for failure even though it didn't work out that week but i kind of like the reasoning there yeah, I think uh, I I don't think it was a terrible idea, honestly. Taking the field goal, you're going up six. The Bengals scored what ten up to that point in the game. They need a touchdown. They did get the touchdown, but like I yeah. think you're going to take your chances. Uh, even if they do get the touchdown, then like uh, like they did, they had time to go get the field goal. Yeah, I I didn't mind that call. I was surprised that they didn't go for it because they normally do. But going up six in a low scoring game, you know that's what the Broncos should have been doing on Thursday night and uh <laughs> Russell Wilson was being a goof thrown to his fourth wide receiver they could have won that game like that more. take a page out of their book but I saw I like Justin Tucker's uh, post-game interview too and he's calling himself a system kicker and that it was all a product of the hold and the snap and use like, <laughs> anything but taking credit for himself for being like one of the best yeah, kickers he, of all time but yeah Tucker's a beauty man he's so good he's a funny guy yeah opera singer uh you want to you want to give us give us out your picks here for yeah. a week Six. So, as per usual, I've got a couple Thursday night player props to kick us off. I've got Darnell Mooney over 44.5 receiving yards, minus 110 for a unit. Uh, I don't love taking any part of the Bears passing attack, but Washington is a bottom five defense against the wide receiver position, and the Mooney Fields connection has had a little bit more life the last two weeks. Um, You've seen five targets in the last three weeks, but most important thing i think is like these are deep targets and it's not seeing a ton of volume it's usually like five to six yeah. targets a game but they're usually like 20 25 yards downfield and yeah he's I, got, I would say his his yards per catch is around 20 yards on average yeah. too so i was debating between this and his longest um catch which i think was set at 21 and a half um but i don't know he's had i think 30 yard catches in the last two weeks but he's got the ability, and but he's also got, got the opportunity yeah. to make big plays. You get that 25, 30-yard catch, and then you need he needs one more catch to hit the over, too. So Yeah, I just feel like this was a safer option. and I think the other one was minus 120, so a little bit less juice. So rolling with over 44.5, minus 110 for a unit. And then also got Curtis Samuel over 4.5 receptions, minus 105 for two units. Um, this line's likely going to change relatively quickly with Logan Thomas and Jahan Dotson getting ruled out earlier today. I'd play it up to minus 130, but I really feel like this line should be at five and a half. Like Samuel's had games this year. He's had seven, eight catches, and 
And he's getting double-digit targets too, like pretty well every week. And a lot of his targets are uh, like low, like high high, high completion percentage, percentage, close to the yeah. line of scrimmage. Yeah, yeah, like screens and drags and he's stuff. He's their possession receiver. They're yeah. trying to scheme him open and letting him run after the catch. Yeah. So and you think if he gets seven targets, he should have five catches? Yeah, he's had um, five catches or more in four to five games thus far. In that one game, he had. F- four catches on eight targets which yeah so is kind of an you're outlier, take those so. odds yeah yeah you gotta take your shot here um moving on to sunday we've got the browns minus two and a half minus 110 for a unit and i'm taking cleveland at home versus new england i feel like this is a good buy low spot for cleveland off a tough loss to the chargers where they missed a kick at the very end of the game probably should have won that game but i just feel like the market is overreacting a bit to the Patriots convincing win over a really depleted Lions squad. And like the Patriots played really well, but the Lions offense, they just like Elman Ross St. Brown, he was back, but he played like half the snaps. I'm pretty sure they really didn't have any playmakers out there. New England, honestly, the New England D just like in Foxborough against the Lions, it was just dialed. They had eight fourth down stops. It like was, every time they every time they needed to make a play, they made a play. It was it was crazy. It was Their a defense really tough played spot for Jared Goff. Off. Yeah. Oh yeah, Jared Goff could have done anything. You go into New England, that defense has a scheme built up and they're ready to go. Like they just played lights out. But I I honestly do agree. I think uh <clears throat> there might be a little bit of overreaction. Um New England's a different team at home. Yeah but. and then, like the Browns, they have one of the most complete teams on, like, the offense and defensive side of the ball. Like, they don't have a ton of superstars. I'm not sure if Miles Garrett's going to get back or not for this game, but I like it either way. Um, they said I Mac Jones might actually play, but yeah, he'll be Yeah, I saw that, but if he plays, it's a bit worse. I mean, but yeah. Zappy step He's not going to be 100%. Yeah, he'll, he won't be a ton better than Zappy with a bum ankle. Yeah, I mean, the way Nick Chubb's playing right now, Cleveland's able to control the ball against pretty well every team they play. Yeah. Like, he's averaging, like, close to six yards. I think it's actually over six yards to carry so far this year. So, they're going to have the ball for a lot of this game, and they're going to make it tough on the New England defense. And yeah. I like the spot for them at home. And so, you're on the flat flat minus three? I've got minus two and a half. Oh, okay, you got minus yeah. two and a half. Mm-hmm. Cool. And I'll, I got the teacher leg, but we'll save that for the end, so... What have you got for this week? Uh, I'm going to also start us off on Thursday night once again. Uh, I, I like the commanders here in this spot against the Bears. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, you know, as I know I know, betting on the, the commanders means you're betting on Carson Wentz. You're also betting against Justin but, Fields, uh, I guess. Yeah, I mean, as bad as Carson Wentz is, Justin Fields is worse. It frustrates me, though, because I feel like Justin Fields has a ton of talent, but, like, he, it's a terrible spot. He can't seem to make it work. Like, he shows flashes on very rare occasions, but, like, he also... Very rare, but he does have the odd flash. Yeah. He just, I I find with Fields is, like, he can't, he he needs the guy to be wide open if he wants to throw. He doesn't make those tight window throws. He doesn't lead, lead his receivers. Like, he's looking for an easy dink and dunk like you would find in the NCAA often if you're on Ohio State, which that just doesn't happen in the NFL. And his game just clearly hasn't translated well. That's like he's averaging, what, 130 yards a game or something? It's like the passing numbers are terrible. That's something I noticed last year, actually, is he will not pass to somebody unless they are actually wide open. Like yeah. Allen Robinson was on the Bears last year, and he's like one of the best contested like catch a contest- guys. Yeah. 
and like he's never had good separation metrics. Like in, if like, he had like career. Mike Will, if if you had like Mike Williams on the Bears, yeah, Mike Williams not would be have useless. Separation, you got to throw it Mike up and have faith in your receiver to make a play. Yeah. and he never had that. Like he prefers to throw to Mooney, who is an elite speed receiver. He creates a lot of separation and he gets open four fields downfield, and that makes him a lot more comfortable, I guess. But he's gonna have to learn to utilize all like he doesn't use his tight end commit at all either which is very weird to me he was a high pick and just doesn't seem to utilize all aspects of their offense it's very weird situation yeah no i agree i i'm not big on fields i i I do like him and i want him to be good but yeah he's just hasn't shown anything he's been terrible they can't move the ball if washington football can uh washington football team like commanders commanders whatever (laughs) if they can limit the bears run game which i think they can uh Washington hasn't been too bad against the run this year, and I think they're going to be able to stack the box. They will be able to stack the box, uh, in fact, against this Bears team due to their inability to stretch the field. So if they can limit the Bears' run game, they're going to be fine. Uh, the Bears are last. The Bears are a terrible third-down team, by the way. They're, they're, they're last in the league on third down on defense. Last. 32nd. And on offense, they're 28th on third down efficiency. It's tough to be so, that bad on both sides of like the ball. Like 28th and 32nd. I mean, third down, you know, most important down in football, really. It's where you win the game. It's yeah. where you win the game. Uh, and, you know, that all sets your – you set yourself up on first and second down, which clearly they haven't been doing a good job on either because they're they're having these third and longs or even third and mediums they can't convert because they can't throw the ball. So – yeah, I like the commanders here. Um, this is kind of a must win for them. I think Wentz is going to have a bit of a fire lit under his ass after Rivera threw some shade at him. Uh, did you see that comment <laughs> I there? did see that comment in the division where Cooper Rush and Daniel Jones are starting games. It's That was Yeah, if you, got, if you guys didn't hear, uh, Ron Rivera, the head coach of the commanders, said, uh, I, I, don't quote me on it, I forget the exact words. It was, I think the question was, what has been the difference between... Uh, you well, and the other teams in your division, like why? Are you yeah, why are the other teams in the division having so much more success than your team? Uh, and he just said quarterback. So he went on to defend Carson Wentz. Like I think he regretted saying that. He went on to defend. But I mean, Carson it, it, it is it's true. And, like, like it was a moment where he kind of spoke frustrated his mind and, knew and he just yeah. yeah. No, he, he should not have said that. But it, it's true, and I think Wentz knows that too. He's played terrible. Um, but I, I I think you know what I'm gonna. I'm going to hope. I, I mean, you can never predict Wentz. I'm going to hope that he does. Uh, I mean, he was have, pretty good the first two weeks of the season. Like, he was turning the ball over, but he also threw for, like, four touchdowns yeah, in week one. Well, they can, move, sure. they can move the ball, and they just need to limit those turnovers. If they put up, you know, 20, 24 points against the Bears, they'll be fine. They'll win that game. They just need to limit those mistakes. So, <clears throat> I, uh, I'm i on the Commanders. Money line, minus 110, two units. Love it. Next pick, uh, little two-team money line parlay. I'm going Vikings parlayed with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, that pays minus 105, pretty much even money. And I'm putting three units on that. Um, yeah, I mean, the Vikings are going to be playing against a third-string QB. Uh, they already said Teddy Bridgewater is going to be the backup if he is cleared for uh, the game. He's not starting regardless, uh, which is kind of weird. Yeah, I don't really get that, but it's so that doesn't happen to him, I guess. Like, what happened to Tua doesn't happen to him, I guess. But then he shouldn't be back regardless. So, whatever. He's not playing. Uh, Tua is already ruled out due to his head injury. So, we have uh, a guy named Skylar Thompson. Yep. Can't say I've heard of him before which, last uh, week. Which is actually nice to kind of see what he was able to do for basically a full game last week. Just because 
now we have a tiny sample size. He didn't look very good. Um, his completion percentage was about 50%. I'll bring up the stats here, but uh, they got dummied by the Jets 40-17 to 17, uh, against, you know, the Jets aren't anything special. I do actually think the Jets are on, you know, on a little bit of the come up, but not a team that you should ever get blown up by by any means. Yeah, he was 19 for 33. 166 yards. He didn't show any ability. Uh, he had a lost fumble. He didn't show any ability to get Tyreek or Waddle the ball. Uh, Hill only had 47 yards, and Waddle only had 23 yards. So if you can't get your weapons the ball <coughs> in Miami, they're not going to be able to keep up with the Vikings. Um, Another anti- big thing is I don't really think Hill or Waddle are 100% right now. Both, like, Hill left the game on Sunday in a walking boot, so they said that they expect him to play, but they're, like, like Waddle has a groin injury and Hill's got the foot issue, and if they're not playing at 100%, then they're, it's definitely not going to help them out any. Yeah, I was going to mention Hill is uh, Hill's definitely hot, but I'm not uh, – Waddle's probably going to be okay, but, yeah, Hill – if if Hill plays, he'll certainly be limited because he uh, that foot injury didn't look great. But he'll probably battle through. But yeah, he's not going to be 100. percent And with a third string with no chemistry, I'm not I'm not scared of Tyreek Hill to be honest. He's a hard guy to get the ball. So that's that's true. Um, and then the Buccaneers side of this, I just don't see how <laughs> they would possibly to say, really. lose to Pittsburgh. Uh, I I thought about doing Vikings minus two and a half for like minus 150 or minus 140, whatever it is. It was kind of moving during the day. Which made me think, you know what, I might as well just find a, a, a lock money line here just to juice it up to minus 105. I basically view this as getting the Vikings money line at minus 105 uh, just because the Bucs are... I'll get, I guarantee the Bucs win. I guarantee the Bucs win. Guarantee the sweep? No, guarantee I'm not going to guarantee the Vikings win because they are goof sometimes. But <laughs> yeah, the Bucs side of this parlay, there's no worries about that. We'll take the Vikings money line at minus 105 is, is basically what that is. So add the Bucs. Three units. Uh, I really like that parlay. I already have that locked in. Um, I would have recommend locking that in ASAP too, because the Vikings, I feel like their line's only going to go yeah, more towards their like favor. Four. Yeah. But uh, yeah, moving on. My next pick is the Cincinnati Bengals, minus one and a half, two units. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think honestly, looking at the numbers and and uh, Cincinnati's games this year. I think people are, are overacting a little bit and and kind of saying, you know, uh, what they did last year was a fluke. Um, I, I certainly have my thoughts, too, just because of how, you know, much their offense has struggled and how much, Jer- you know, Jero Burrow hasn't looked good at all. But a big part of this is, you know, they have not been able to run the ball at all. And that puts a lot of pressure on Joe Burrow, right? Like their play action is useless um, and they're setting themselves up on, you know, third and longs. But they, they showed the ability to run the ball against actually, you know, which was a strength of the Ravens was stopping the run. And they ran the ball, uh, the ball well against the Ravens, which was a good sign for them. Um, and, I, I I mean, they're playing the Saints here. Saints are really beat up. Um, like them, so you were just saying earlier, Olave, Mike Thomas, and Landry all did not participate in practice today. Um, you got Andy Dalton at the quarterback position. A uh, little, little bit of revenge game for him, I guess. But, yeah, uh, look at that. But yeah, I, I think if you look back, the Bengals, you know, they laid an egg week one, so let's throw that out the door. Everybody can have their free lay egg. Um, <laughs> free egg laying. <laughs> free egg lay. 
since then, it hasn't been bad. They lost to, uh, I'm going to bring it up here, see if I can remember it off the top of my head, but they lost to the Cowboys by three, which they were getting ripped for. And I, I ripped them a little bit for because I, I did take the Bengals there, but that was before we knew Cowboys how good the Cowboys yeah. really were. Um, so putting up 17 against the Cowboys and losing by three, really looking back in hindsight, that's not a bad loss uh, in, in Dallas, um, which it looked worse than it was. Then they beat the Jets, which were they were supposed to do by 15, you know, it, whatever, don't give themselves too much of a pat on the back for that one. But they did what they were doing there. They beat the Dolphins, which we were against them. Um, and then they lost to the Ravens in Baltimore, which, you know, that's a that's a tough place to go in and win uh, with Lamar Jackson and the offense that they have. So they were in that game all along. Uh, really did give themselves a chance to win at the end there uh, with that touchdown at the end of the game. So, you know, the Bengals, they haven't looked like a Super Bowl team, but they're staying in games and they're, you know, playing good competition. So... Uh, I'm taking them against the Saints team that I'm not high on at all. Um, and it's kind of a must win for the Bengals. They have a tough schedule down the stretch, and this is one of those games they need to win. So I I like this spot for the Bengals for them to get back in the win column. Uh, I'm taking the minus one and a half just to have a little less juice instead of the money line. You can do the money line too. Money line's a good bet. Um, doing two units. So Cincy Bengals, two units. I, I think they get it done on the road uh, in New Orleans. I really right. do. I got a couple things I want to mention for this game. One on the Cincy side of the ball. Um, their O-line, they went out and spent big money. Um, I think people didn't really, they didn't put enough stock into how much you need your O-line to have like confidence playing with one another. They need time to gel. Yeah, chemistry, like, right? They went out and signed, like, I think it was two big pieces. Lyle Collins was one. I can't remember the name of the other guy off the top of my head, but it takes time for an O-line to like, work on chemistry and get comfortable playing with one another like you need to have four or five weeks of like game experience to yeah. actually come together and it's a really tough thing to have an o-line that plays like as a unit i guess is what i'm trying yeah, that to is, say but no that is a good point i mean not a lot of people know what it's like to be an nfl o-lineman so but yeah like you like, would think i know i thought they were going to come in and their o-line was going to be like yeah, completely revamped in. and it's going to yeah. be fine and they're just going to have one of the like top 10 o-lines in the league and this offense is going to take off but it's just not realistic to expect i guess so i think we could see that in the coming weeks so i really like that aspect of that bet i've got one question on the Saints side of the ball are you scared of Taysom hill um well i do i did uh <laughs> i i i mean i'm scared yeah I am. He's like. Yeah, I mean, I am. I'm not going to lie to you. I am kind of scared to taste him because that guy fucking, he can run that goddamn ball, man. He can run it down your throat and he can set you, set, set your team up for some good uh, short down and distance situations. But um, the Bengals, which I didn't mention, I do have it written down here, are uh, a good team. Their, def the run, their defense yeah. is really good against the run. Uh, and they limited Lamar, uh, which was surprising. Lamar was in line for, you know, what people thought was going to be a lot of rushing yards uh but they they limited him i think he had you know around 50 on uh and his yards per carry wasn't great so they showed the ability to stop uh and contain a running quarterback in lamar and yeah their, their defense is only allowing 99 rush yards a game and that is basically especially if these <coughs> receivers are gonna you know be beat up and or not play the Saints are going to rely heavily on the run game, so yeah, I think we're I'm not see too scared. I did look at that. Yeah, no, because I mean, whenever I bet against Saints, you definitely have to think about Taysom Hill. I'm kind of uh, curious what like his if he'll have like a rushing prop or if he'll have like a odds oh, to score a touchdown because I think he's going to be really heavily utilized. Yeah. But 
I, just, good, I kind of wanted to bring him up because he's one of the weirdest players I've ever seen in the NFL. Like he, I, I, I mean, I, I, I kind of like watch him really. Yeah, like he, it was never really gonna work as for him as a full time QB. But like when they but bring him great, in, like and yeah. they threw the ball to Troutman last week, I'm like, how are you supposed to stop that? Yeah. Like he, oh, all he's done throw, is come yeah. in and run the ball, and he can throw the ball. Like oh yeah, he's got a good arm. But like it, he makes it look like he's gonna run the ball and then pulls up the pass, and you're just what are you supposed to do there? Like if he does yeah. that one every like. 25 rush attempts like that's really hard to defend and yeah no he he's a bit of a wild the, card but i don't think he's going to be able to carry the saints to victory by any means yeah he did a lot of damage against seattle last week um but yeah i mean that's that's the risk you got to take betting against uh the saints you, you know you want to make sure you're betting on a team that has a good run d and this the Bengals do have a good run d not bad against pass either the defense has definitely been the strength of their team um and you know it's only up from here on for the offense i think you know, they're 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 gonna figure it out at some point. Hopefully, hopefully they they see more improvement this week. But uh, we know that offense is capable of a lot more than they've done so far yeah, this year. Hopefully, so. we see T. Higgins back fully healthy. But if not, they've got a solid number two in Boyd. Yeah, yeah, I like Boyd too. Uh, and then my last pick, last uh, single. Uh, I mean, you can't uh, you can't you can't have a Chiefs Bills Sunday night. Actually, it's not even a Sunday nighter. It's at five. But I, Chiefs I Bills. Understand. I mean, give me the Chiefs. Give me the Chiefs. I'm just a lot, a lot uh, getting carried away. This is a one unit play. Um, Chiefs money line one unit plus one twenty five. Uh, this is the first time ever that Patrick Mahomes has been an underdog at home for the right reasons. He never really should be. Um, I guarantee you, Norton's a big fan of this play. <laughs> I find it hard to believe he'd be back in the Bills at minus two and a half, minus three on the road against KC. Yeah, I, I can I can guarantee you Norton's on the Chiefs. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, plus money for Patrick Mahomes at home is never going to be a, a bad bet. Uh, not that I can prove that to you because he's never been an underdog at home. How long is it before we see him be a home underdog again? Like two or three years? Like, Probably like, I don't know. I guess maybe next time the Bills come to town, I guess, but... <laughs> Uh, Shouldn't be. Maybe not after they <laughs> curb stomp them right here. Fair enough. Um, and Mahomes as an underdog in his career, what do you think uh, he is? How many games is there against been? the Probably, spread? Like, against the spread in uh, underdog in his career. There's I only been know. eight games. Like he's only been an underdog six eight and times. two. He's only been an underdog eight times in his career, and against the spread, he's seven zero oh, and one. Okay. He doesn't have not a bad, loss. Not doesn't bad. have a loss against the spread. So. I'm not taking the spread. I'm taking the plus 125 money line. But, uh, yeah, I mean, come on here. At home, too? Like, I could see this. I could see them being plus 125 in Buffalo with the fans and stuff. But, I mean, you see how loud those Chiefs fans get? That's just another element. And, yeah, people are like, oh, they barely beat the Raiders. That's a divisional game. The Raiders, that was like... Almost a must win for the Raiders. You knew you were going to get the Raiders yeah, best. Yeah, we were talking about that pregame, how we thought the Raiders were going to keep that close. They always yeah, play KC we, tight. Yeah, we were looking at Raiders plus seven, but um, we don't like betting against Mahomes, so we just laid off. But yeah, that, that game had the making to be close all along. Their games are always close. The divisional games are just different. Um, yeah, so I'm going Chiefs over the Bills. The, the value is too much. I was actually thinking today, like, is this a whale? <laughs> <laughs> like I'm only putting one unit because I because I said I'm not getting carried away, but like if you look at the value, man, uh, <laughs> this is like a bet that you could whale. I feel like this is a game where you have one you like on the pod, but 
closer we get to Sunday, oh, you're going to upgrade it to be two you, three you. And if we're there's going to be a point day. in this game where you're like, add another unit to the Chiefs yeah. at like plus 150 oh, or yeah. something pre-game, like that. Pre-game one you is, is how I'm feeling, but during the game, <laughs> oh, things but, could get heavy. <laughs> there's no holds barred during the game. We'll see how it goes. But I'm kind of rattled. It's not a prime Just value-wise, though, like... I don't know why it's not the Sunday nighter. I mean, but it's, just value wise, Chiefs at money line at home plus one twenty five. It doesn't even sound right to say. That is something that if you, if you whale it, I certainly wouldn't be judging you. Yeah. If you have it. four units where you're like you have a ba- good bankroll and four units that you're willing to put up to risk, mm-hmm. uh, if you're having a good week, for example, then Chiefs would be a great four unit play. Honestly, yeah, I just, I can't get over the schedule. Like we have KC Buffalo at five o'clock, and then we've got to watch Denver again on Monday Night Football. <laughs> I just I don't get it. Like you saw in the playoffs last year, that was one of the most electric games we've ever seen, and just prime time Russ. Fuck yeah, prime time Russ. Country, let's ride. And he's supposed to play. God save us, man. I wish <laughs> we were watching Brandon Ripen or whatever that backup's name is. I I'd have way more fun. Um, yeah. I uh, did you have any leans this week that you were gonna take but you didn't take or I was really close to taking the Vikings at minus three, minus three and a half. It's kinda in between the line right there. But I kinda like the idea you had. I'll definitely be tailing that Bucks um Vikings money line parlay. Um other than that, I really have a hard time believing like it's probably the squares bet you could make, but the Chiefs Buffalo over fifty four, I just don't see how this does yeah. not go over that total. Like both teams That's worth are going to score four touchdowns. I don't know. Like it's, I don't know. Oh, yeah. It seems like way too you would low think, to me. I but mean, you can't make a total higher than that, really. Like you can't. It's, I don't know. Maybe highest, wait in game to see if it gets like off to a bit of a slow start. Sometimes there's a little bit of a slow start, but it always ends up being tight at the end. Yeah, like there's going to be a lot of points put up in that game. Like a lot of points. And I'm like I'm interested to see what like Stefan Diggs receiving pro like both sides. Like they're going to have they're going to go toe to toe. There's going to be a lot of offense in this game. Yeah. And some touchdown score bets might be might be in the making for this one. Like Travis Kelsey two plus like some CDs, random like, people like that's I don't know, MVS, like, like Isaiah McKenzie, like some guys like that. Isaiah McKenzie always seems to find the end zone. I don't know what it is, but I think he's gonna have a good game this week. And MVS looked good against uh, the Raiders. So maybe, he might he actually might be, be overtaking Juju for the they don't really have a wide like receiver one, I guess, but like could become like the second read after Kelsey. Yeah, no, it looked like it last week and he uh, his hands were looking steady, he made some really nice catches. Would be prime MVS though to have a game like that and then just like you pick him up in fantasy, yeah. share him, Laying throws up a goose. Like <laughs> throws up a goose or <laughs> would be prime MVS. That would be prime. Uh I had a few leans. I, I thought about taking the Giants plus five just because they are hot right now. And uh Who do the Giants got this week? They're uh, plus five against the Ravens. Um the Giants are at home. But yeah, the Ravens always seem to be in tight games and the Giants are hot, plus fives. Yeah, that's a lot of points for a four and one team. So I thought about taking that. Didn't Jags money line? I do kind of like, but didn't take it, which I might regret. <coughs> um, and then cards. I was gonna maybe take them too, but who are the cards playing? Uh, Seattle minus two and a, they're minus three. But I was gonna buy it down to minus two and a half. I you can't bet about bet against I just, Gino yeah, right now. That's a, that's a, that's honestly Gino. what it came down to. I was like, I'm not. I actually <laughs> don't want to bet against Gino. The guy is dialed. He's he's putting up like the best. <laughs> quarterback rating numbers and did you see the quote crazy. from pete carroll today that he's drew Locke is nipping at gino's heels for the starting job <laughs> that doesn't like i he loves drew i just Locke. think no he one loves him like I what know. is his issue <laughs> they have know. to be gino the only way you'd ever put drew Locke in is if you want cj stroud in 
merch. That might be it. But like, I remember like it was midway through the off season and they're talking about how Drew Locke would be like the top quarterback taken in this draft. Like if he was in the most recent draft, um, <laughs> like above Kenny Pickett. I mean, I guess it wasn't a strong QB class, but I don't know. They, I don't think they knew what they had in Gino clearly. Cause they, I think they fully expected to have Drew Locke starting games for them. And then, Gino well, I mean, I, Gino's just, surprised everybody, you know, he's been in the league for about 10 years. He's had a few, but like he was a highly, like, yeah, yeah, he was a high guy. pick. He was first round. I don't remember what overall, but um, he had a few chances with the Jets, and then I, I guess after that he was basically just a backup. Mm. But I, I don't know. I guess it just took him some time to mature and play behind some guys, and like he looks, he looks incredible now, man. I know and he I looks mean, really he good. He has elite weapons in uh, Lockett yeah, they and do DK, have but like DK makes some idiotic plays, like he fumbles the ball when he definitely shouldn't, and stuff like that. But he is an elite receiver, but. I don't know. Is there's an argument to be made that maybe Russ' last few years was kind of a product of having those elite weapons, and maybe the ones he has in Denver are not as good as everyone expected them to be, and maybe that's why we're seeing Geno have so much success. Like it's hard to lock down. Like DK takes the number one corner and then lock it. He's able to feast him with slot, and he's had a very productive year. And I thought he was going to be pretty well done. Yeah, me too. I mean. Gino's just proven to be really accurate. Like his completion percentage, it's like the best in the league. It's crazy, sure. and and you know if you're t- targeting a guy like Lockett, like it's hard to get those smaller speed guys the ball at a high rating, and he's doing it. Like he's throwing the ball downfield. Like yeah, and he's crazy. still yeah. It's like his uh, yards per completion is pretty high too. So it's it's been impressive watching him. Yeah, Norton's gonna love us talking up Gino, but he is gonna be done. That. He's he's deserved. We'll it. do it when he's not here, just so we don't <laughs> listen to him. Uh, <laughs> No, uh, I, I do have uh, Norden's picks as well. Speaking of Nordsy, uh, so he is going with the Commanders money line um, on Thursday night. Joining myself, uh, we both were talking about it. We both big Carson Wentz guys. We both love ripping Carson Wentz, but we're both betting on him. That's part of the fun of betting on uh, the Commanders. You just get to rip is. on Carson Wentz. You, for get, three you hours. get to either rip on Carson Wentz or you win your bet. You know, it's it's fun fun win win either way. <laughs> Uh, and then he's going Chiefs as well. So Chiefs money line. One, uh, all of his picks are one unit. So Commander's money line, one unit. Is Nordsy tailing you? Uh, Nordsy's copying me here. Uh, I don't know what's going on. Uh, Chiefs money line, one unit. No. I mean, I think the whole world, if you know Norton, you know he's going to be on the Chiefs. <laughs> Fair enough. Like, you could have said that a year ago. Uh, Chiefs money line, one unit. Uh, and then both of his college picks I really like too. I I don't say college picks on the pod, but I'll probably tweet these out as well on Sunday. Really like both these. Tennessee Volunteers plus seven and a half against Bama. Tennessee looks like a wagon. Uh, obviously, Norton agrees. Uh, and Alabama's uh, not sure if Bryce Young's going to play this week. If he doesn't, then Tennessee is like a whale at plus seven and a half because their quarterback, Alabama's quarterback last week, looked terrible. He looked lost in the pocket. He kept fumbling. And he, <laughs> oh, I was bad. I was on the Bama, but yeah, I unfortunately watched um, that game with which was that Bama, was a dumb pick. I'll be the first. Like that <laughs> was just a terrible pick on my part. Uh, but yeah, so he's going Tennessee plus seven and a half against Bama, and then USC Trojans uh, plus three and a half against Utah, I believe. Um, Utah Utes, which I like that one a lot too. Uh, I'll probably ride that as well. So Utah, or sorry, USC plus three and a half. Tennessee Volunteers plus seven and a half, Chiefs money line one you, Commanders money line one you all one you, uh, and those are four picks. And then 
Uh, we do have a team teaser, which we did cash last week for the first time. Uh, so it's good to get that on the board. And now let's get on a little heater. The teasers, yep, the teasers have potential for good plus money value. So we got a one unit teaser for you. My side of the teaser, my leg is Sam Fran money line. We had them last week. Uh, they look like a wagon. Their D's unreal. Jimmy G's doing what he can to win games. So I'm going them over Atlanta. Uh, Dems here has the Bucks to go minus two and a half over Pittsburgh. And you which, spoke about that. Like it's against the, the not the Pirates, Pittsburgh Pirates, the Steelers. <laughs> but I don't know. That defense, it's without TJ Watt, they're a shell of their. And I mean, what's self. what's Pittsburgh going to do against Tampa's D2? It's like. You saw it against Buffalo. Pickett had a couple moments where he looked okay. And like he, he was scrappy almost got in a fight with a d-line once, oh I, he's, he's I a scrappy like, like yeah he's a gritty guy which is exactly he fits see. pittsburgh but yeah i don't see a world that they it's a tough opening keep it schedule within, for the, for the, the touchdown rookie, yeah honestly. uh and then norton's got plus seven and a half jags uh which i like that as well um i, I like this teaser a lot actually i might i'm we're one unit it's plus 143 uh i might actually put a couple units on it because last week's teaser kind of saved my week <laughs> but uh <laughs> yeah plus 143 one you san fran bucks jags uh lock that in and uh let's have a week i really like the slate i know demps does and i know norton does too so let's have a week let's get another sweep gamble responsibly thanks for listening and we'll talk to you guys next week